This is a podcast from Rover. All right, well, first up on the program today, Silver Fern Farms, the country's largest meat processor and marketer, has lifted annual profit to 82%, uh, allowing it to undertake its biggest ever investment in uh, what some are describing its ageing infrastructure and systems. Uh, let us go now to uh, the Chief Executive, Simon Limmer, who joins us on the line. Simon, good to have you on the show. How's things? Pretty good, thanks, Tom. Yep, good to, good to be talking to you. Well, thank you very much for your time indeed. So uh, r- record profit, $189.3 million. Uh, that's up from 103 point eight for 2021. Revenue uh, r- rising to $3.27 billion. And that's significantly up on the previous year as well. So all in all, I suppose you'd be reasonably happy with uh, with the numbers that have come back. Yeah, look, I think so. I mean, I think in the in the context of what we've been enduring around the world over the last couple of years, we're really satisfied that we've navigated some of that disruption. Um, obviously, the markets have been quite volatile in the last couple of years and continue to be so. But we're you know really satisfied with the result. Most importantly. What it allows us to do, we've, we've delivered some really good paybacks to farmers um, over the last couple of years, and you know that that's probably the most important driver here. But we've also managed to invest back into the business quite substantially, uh, and we're thinking um, you know much longer term in the strategic direction of the business and the investments we're making there. So I think all in all, it's a it's a good result in the context, but most importantly, I think it's allowing us to think further ahead. Yeah, the future indeed. And uh, look, there's a few things to unpack there. So um, let, let's start with the with the results. And, and, and the way that I've read them, Simon, it was pretty much a year of two halves. It started very strongly and then obviously tapered um, after that. I mean, is that a fair enough assessment? Yes, certainly. The, the first, um, so our financial year end obviously runs the calendar year. And, and mm-hmm. of course, the, uh, the grass curve kind of does whatever it chooses to do. So um, the seasonal impact and the the financial calendar year are a little bit out of kilter for us, but certainly the first three quarters of 2022 were, were really good times for us. And then we saw a slowing down essentially in the markets. You know, the recession was was hitting the US market and lockdown was, was hitting China um, pretty mm. substantially. So we did see the last quarter of the year with um, quite, a, quite a shift in conditions. Dividends, the um, highest yield in the company's history. I mean, that's uh, clearly pleasing to not only yourself, but I imagine the shareholders as well. Yeah, I think so. Look, I mean, I think the relationship with our farmer suppliers and shareholders um, is evolving. It's it's much less transactional than it would have been in the past. And we we, we, we think about the, the relationships and the partnerships that we need to have with farmers to make this an enduring um, business. Uh, so, you know, the way that we are feeding value back to farmers has evolved quite a lot. It's not just the schedule on the day. It's it's much deeper than that. And being able to share the value of the business is, is really important. Now, the, um, the whole side of paying premiums, and uh, I was talking to a, a sheep farmer earlier today, and they were just wondering when we were having a look at these results, they said, well, a good question is, is it a true premium? Or have you dropped the baseline schedule? And uh, that was uh, a little bit of a conversation that was uh, that was happening this morning. Can you shed a bit of light on that in terms of those premium payments? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, as I say, the schedule is, is very much a baseline. It's a bit of an indication as to where the, the procurement market sits for farmers. 
But these days, you know, that there are a number of additional um, ways that we share value back with farmers. The premiums um, and the programs, I think we referenced around $10 million worth of additional payments back to farmers. We also, last year, applied the philosophy of ensuring that um, risk and reward is fairly shared. We talk a lot about reflecting true market value back to farmers and the prices that they're earning. And so we were able to navigate some of the risk a little bit better than we might have anticipated and retrospectively share some of the, back, the value back to farmers as well. But it's, you know, it's clear that we have to go to market. We have to extract the value of our products that are, are real and, and earn those premiums. And we have to ensure that those market signals are, are being shared fairly back to farmers. But you know, there is also still volatility in our industry, um, and we've seen that in the last few months. I'm optimistic that the underlying value uh, is going to recover once again, and we're seeing signals um, that that's happening. Um, but ultimately, you know, our strategy is the right one in terms of going to the market, extracting a premium, and, and creating much stronger partnerships with farmers to share that value. Now, one of the uh, really interesting uh, aspects of having a look through the results and the, um, I guess, the summary of them is uh, the fact that uh, we're looking at uh, a big investment, I think, in the future is one of the key themes that, uh, at least as I read it anyway, to come out of um, the strategy over the next um, few years, I suppose. Talk us through that. How does that look? What sort of things are you looking at doing? Where's the investment going? Yeah, well, it's 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 heading into a lot of different places, which is really pleasing because we we do need to continue to invest. We do need to ensure that our facilities, our infrastructure, uh, you know, are best in class. We we are operating some quite aged infrastructure in in some cases. So, ninety six million dollars of capital went back into the business in twenty twenty two. We're looking at taking that number up to about one hundred and forty million dollars uh, in this financial year. Uh, so, so infrastructure really, really important. You know, the equipment, the plants that we're operating, but digital is also a real focus for us. So, there's a big um, long-term program, about 250 million dollars over the next three to five years, whereby we're upgrading all of our um, technology systems, uh, and that's going to serve us really, really well into the future as well. But you know, the when we talk about investment, it is about resource allocation and we are shifting our focus into the markets, the way that we're thinking about sustainability and our people. These are these are big shifts in our business, which um, we're already seeing uh, are taking us forward at, at a rapid rate and we will continue to accelerate. So a number of different areas, but it's just really pleasing that we've got such a solid platform to think further into the future. Yeah, and the uh, investment in those sites as well. I mean, you did allude to it, but I mean, I was reading um, earlier, there was a story online saying, um, I might have been quoting you, um, some ageing infrastructure, some of the processing sites dating back 140 years. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, our Belfast plant in Christchurch was built in 1883, I think. Incredible. Is the date. Yeah, it is. Um, Finnegan down in Balclutha, that one dates back to, I think, 1911. Um, so these these plants have got a lot of history. They've generated a lot of economic value, I think, for the country. Um, but we have to keep pouring a bit of um, uh, money into them, ensuring that they're um, fit for purpose and and you know best in class. Uh, you know, and specifically the Finnegan um, investment in the last few months has been around um, some automation on the lamb chain. That's you know that's really important in the current context where labour is becoming a little bit more constrained. So. Just important that you know that we're continuing to, to think to the future, based on some of the history that that we you know that we are encountering as well. 
Mm, yeah, so just uh, more, more than a lick of paint for sure. Um, the uh, other interesting part is um, in terms of zero carbon. So that that that's one of the big things. I know you've hung your hat on that a little bit over the past wee while for the last couple of years. I think we're in Wellington when that might have been announced um, a couple of years ago. How's that going? Uh, are you happy with the with the track it's taking? Yeah, look, it, the, these things take a bit of time. Um, we're where it's still relatively small in the scheme of things, but the direction of travel is so critical to us. I think you know we're feeling the pressure to evolve our food production systems, climate change, and, and, and in fact biodiversity are becoming themes which um, we're having to grapple with on a daily basis. So being able to take products like net carbon zero beef to the market to earn a premium for that, reward those progressive farmers who, you know, are managing to make those changes and, 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 you know, change up their farming production systems. That's really important to us, but it's not just a one, you know, a one uh, horse race. We, we have to be investing in uh, new technologies. We've, you know, we've also committed um, quite substantial funds to the, to the methane joint venture uh, alongside the government and a few other industrial partners. That's, that's important to us as well. And of course, just ensuring that we're we're getting some good policy around, you know, what emissions trading is going to mean for farmers as well. So, multi, multiple um, initiatives and strategies required just to ensure that we're making progress. And if I can just ask you as well before I let you go about the uh, reduction of fossil fuel use. So. Um can you? I don't know if you can give us a bit of a ballpark as to sort of how much you're spending on that. I noted there was about 96 million uh, on capital investment. How much of that, as a percentage, if you know off the top of your head, um, you know, it goes into the sort of the reduction of that uh, fossil fuel part of the operation? Yeah, well, that that's been an ongoing investment for a few years. So, as a percentage of the 96 million, it's probably um, not that relevant. Um, we've had support for from ECA through that process, so that's really allowed us to accelerate the um, coal out programs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've managed, uh, I think, um, it's been a little bit slowed up by some of the supply chain constraints this year in terms of equipment coming in from overseas being available, but. Um, uh, 50% coal reduction um, in sort of the next couple of years with, um, you know, uh, a pretty ambitious target by 2030. So there's a lot of money going into into those sort of investments. Of course, we also need to find some alternative fuel sources to coal as well because we still need the heat. Um, but, you know, it's really pleasing to be able to accelerate those programs. Very good. Well, that's a pretty comprehensive little look there at um, at uh, the uh, annual results for Silver Fern Farm. Simon Limmer, Chief Executive, uh, all in all, pretty happy. I'm really satisfied. I mean, I think we're in a good shape. We've got a great um, platform to keep building on, but our eye is really to the future, and, and that's fantastic. Good stuff. Appreciate your time on the program. Thank you so much. Cheers, Don. Thank you.